This episode is brought to you by Red Range Stock Supplements. Red Range is a locally owned family run business based in Kununurra, Western Australia and servicing the whole northwest. They offer a range of custom blended supplements for cattle and horses tailored specifically to your individual requirements. For more information or to discuss your supplement needs, please visit redrainstocksupplements.com.au. Central Station Podcast, where we bring you stories of what life in the outback is really like and why many wouldn't live anywhere else. So pull up a stump, pop the billy on, or crack a cold one, as we talk to the men and women who call some of the most remote parts of Australia home. The Fitzroy Crossing Bull Sale is truly a one-of-a-kind event. While bull sales are a dime a dozen in the eastern states, the Fitzroy Crossing Sale is the only bull sale in northern Western Australia. This is because the majority of cattle in the pastoral regions of Western Australia are commercial cattle, bred to go direct to market. There are very few cattle studs in the pastoral region, so when pastoralists want to improve their herd genetics, they often have to source bulls from the eastern states, mostly Queensland, which runs similar breeds in similar environments to northern WA. This means that pastoralists often have to travel to Queensland and expect bulls on various properties, and then have all the bulls trucked back to WA. As you can imagine, there are a huge number of cattle studs on the east coast. How would you even know where to start looking? The Fitzroy Crossing Bull Sale began over a decade ago with the aim of bringing quality bulls directly to pastoralists in the Kimberley region of WA. The bulls are selected by an impressive team of people, including livestock agents who live and breathe the Kimberley cattle industry and know exactly what their clients are looking for, and a great man by the name of Jimmy Edwards who spent many years flying in the Kimberley and Pilbara as well as running his own stations and also knows what type of cattle will do well in the regions. Each year, the event continues to grow, and this year was no different, with total sales exceeding $1 million for the first time ever. This year also boasted the highest number of registered bidders, including a number from the Northern Territory in Queensland, and a record price of $20,000. I attended the event and had a quick chat to Jim Edwards, who started the sale all those years ago, Andrew Stewart, one of the livestock agents and auctioneers who runs the event each year, and Rusty Cook, one of the many buyers. First up, though, let's hear from Todd Walsh as he opened this year's event. Right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks very much. Thanks to Andrew for uh, turning up this year. We really appreciate your, your effort in being here and not being in Perth as uh, you so often done. Right, ladies and gentlemen, I tell you what, what a great plan to start the uh, to start the 2021 sale away. The bar line, Queenslander balls, ladies and gentlemen, the stretch of the depth in those balls. What an absolute cracking pen, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't been here before, it is the pick of the balls. The pick of the balls. 
The price is the pick of the balls. Choose one, two, or three. GST added on to the price of the sale. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a good pen of balls to start away. You're starting away. Who's got what? 10,000 to go. 10, 10,000, 10,000, 10,000. You're starting away. Who's got 8,000 to go? 8,000, 8,000. Quicken along. Kick them along to start away. So I've got 6,000. 6,000. I've got a 6, 6, 6. I've got a 6, the corporate of 6,000. Have a 6,000. 6,000. I've got a 6,000. 6,000. I've got a 6,000. I've got a 6, 6, 6. I've got a 6, half. 6, half. I've got 6,500. I've got a 6,500. I've got a 7,000. Round number ten if you like it. Nine thousand. Nine thousand. I've got to take a quarter off you. Hat nine thousand. I've got to nine nine nine. I've got to nine. I've got to nine thousand. Jed Center. Hat nine thousand. Nine thousand. I got quickly losing. Done. Nine thousand sold. Nine thousand. Thanks very much. Now let's hear from Jim Edwards, who you may remember from episode ninety six on our podcast just a couple episodes ago. So Jim was involved in starting the Fitzroy Crossing Bull Sale about 15 years ago, and each year he is involved in selecting the bulls and travelling across with them to Western Australia. Now this year was a little bit different with COVID, and Jim actually came across a little bit early, which was quite lucky, and his son Johnny actually travelled across with the bulls. Johnny actually declined to come on the podcast. He was having his own uh, version of technical difficulties that day, if you get my drift, and also he does much better talking with cattle than with people. Fortunately, his dad, Jim, stepped up to fill in, though, so if you're listening, Johnny, you owe your dad a carton. Jimmy, how far in advance do you start planning for an event like the Fitzroy Crossing Bull Sale? Well, right from now, right from this instance. So you'll got, you won't even have a couple of days off, you just are already thinking about what's going to happen next year? And Oh, yeah, we've, well, before the sale started, we've, um, we've got all the most of the ones for next year picked out and um, really so even before so more than 12 months in advance oh yeah more than 12 months and then uh, uh andrew and, and uh, toddy usually come over in about three or four months time and we we go through them and uh check out the um check out the ones that we should throw out and the ones we keep it's a it's a long it's a process right through so right how, through the years. I mean, how old will the bulls be now that are coming over next year? Are they just yearlings oh, around now? The yearlings, yeah. Wow, yeah. They're, starting they're early. Weaned, they're weaned. We're like they weaned six or eight months ago, or probably not quite that long ago, but um, we start uh, sort of picking them out from there, and, and and there's a culling process every every time they come in. So yeah, yeah eventually end up very with the quietest and the best. And so what else is involved in the planning? What else do you do between now and, say, before you get on the road next year? Oh, well, it, there's, well there's quite a bit, actually. The, you know, we're working out how many, about how many bulls are going to come over and, uh, and where they're all going to go, go to and depending on what the seasons are, whether, whether or not we need more bulls or less bulls, you know, if it's dry times or people don't tend to buy so many and in good times and good prices, there's... Uh, probably tend to buy a few more. So. so really, there's more than 12 months' work of, and preparation that goes into a one-day, couple-hour sale. Oh, sure, yeah. That's wild. So the trip over starts off in Queensland, and how long does it take to get across here? Well, we, you know, the vendors were spread from, uh, from Rockhampton down to, down to Bell, and then we um, put all the, um, all the first... Uh, 
first stop is Bandoma, where we do all the tick clearances and, and get them all together there. It's not a big journey there. It's only about maybe 100, 150k for for some. And um, and uh, once they're all together there, uh, we do the tick clearances, etc., and then then head out to um, Augustella, um, Michael Flynn's, Flynn's place, Valiravar, and that's the first um, first stop. And how many times do the bulls stop on the way over? How many times do they get to get off that truck? Well, they get off at Valera Vale for, 20, well, for 48 hours, really. And they're loaded up again, and it's about a 15 or 16-hour run to Cloncurry, and they have 24 hours there. And then uh, and a feed and water and a bit of a rest, and then we load up again for the Cloncurry to Catherine trip, uh, which is about... 18 to 20 hours, and then we have three nights in Catherine in uh, in the DPI yard there, which is a nice soft yard with plenty of water and shade, and feed them all up there. And uh, after the third night, we load up again and unload in Cunanara to do all the border crossing papers, and then load up again and go to Fitzroy. So there's uh, three or four stops. So by the time they get here, they're well accustomed to getting on and off a truck. Well, most ghost cattle these days are. They're just like kids going to school on a bus, really. You know, they're on off trucks from the time they're very small. And, and I, don't, I don't know if you noticed the, the um, photo that um, Ken Bryant took as they come off. They just came off like they'd been um, heading down to the local pub. So were... I actually did a podcast the other day with a former biosecurity officer in Kununurra, Claire, and she said it was one of her favourite parts of her job is every year when the Fitzroy Bulls come through, she called them gentlemen. She said for how far they travelled and how many times they've got to stop and start, she said she said they were absolute gentlemen. <laughs> well, they're so they're so used to going in the truck that they um, they they move move down for one another, all line up, and then then uh, stick their noses out the the, tr- the truck and breathe the fresh air as they go, smell the cows. <laughs> and uh, what kind of curveballs did COVID throw for you this year? Oh, I know it was well, a bit touch and go. We weren't sure if yeah. you or the bulls were going to make it. Uh, well, man, Darren um, Castle was the was the vanguard. We got going a month earlier than than we normally do because we had to spend two weeks in the territory before getting to WI, and that that was a bit of a bit of a journey. And um, did you get any fishing? Or no, yeah, we did a bit of fishing and uh, <laughs> a bit of drinking. And, uh, running around the territory, which is really good. See a few crocs and yeah, and uh, yeah. So it was it was it was good fun, but um, it it was uh, sort of two weeks out of our life really for for, for working. We had, had to sit there and uh, watch the time flow by, which doesn't often happen. Doesn't often happen at all. No, let alone for people who are used to being so busy and so autonomous. Yeah, well, that's right. So. Yeah, and then later on was it almost a close call with the bulls and Johnny getting across. Yeah, well, um, you know, they went through all the process of um, of getting the GT pass, etc. And um, by the time um, by the time uh, they got to Catherine and had this three day spell on the Sunday, they loaded up and they'd left. Um, they'd left, and about an hour later, that fellow came in that was uh, tested positive, and uh, so it was a bit of luck there that that they'd already left before he'd got there. <laughs> And tell me about your thoughts on this year's sale. I think it was incredible. We had a top price of $20,000. You had buyers from all over WA, down south, people calling in on the phone from Queensland and the Northern Territory, people that had travelled over from the Northern Territory. Like, I mean, was this Fitzroy Crossing bull sale or Gracemere? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, um, it was 
well and truly uh, sought after the bulls this time, and it's the first time I've cracked a million dollars, which is uh, <gasps> see, I, I missed really that bit good. at the end. Yeah, wow! And, was, and they averaged six thousand six hundred. I haven't got actual figures, but I think the whole sale averaged six thousand six hundred and something. So it was uh, was pretty good. Wow! Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. All right, now we're going to hear from Rusty Cook, who is the owner of Red Range Stock Supplements, one of our Central Station sponsors, actually. And as you'll find out, uh, he also runs cattle, which you'll find out that I didn't know that until I started asking him why he was buying bulls at the bull sale when he is a lick person, a supplement person, uh, and also classic example of Steph putting her foot in her mouth. Keep your ears peeled for this one. Yeah, hello, it's Russell Cook from Kununurra, Red Range Stock Supplements, and yeah, we've just come to the Fitzroy Bull Sale today to give it some support, and yeah, we're lucky enough to take home a couple of bulls for our, for our own personal herd. Did you travel by motor car, or did you fly your plane down here? No, I just came in a little plane, yeah. Yeah, how long does that take? Uh, two hours. Oh, that's it's, not too bad. It's very nice, yeah, with a tailwind it's a bit easier, getting home will probably take two and a half hours. Yeah, so. and how long have you been coming to the bull sale for? Uh, this is the third year I've been coming. So how long have you, I mean we all know you've had red range stock supplements for a while, but I didn't realise that you ran your own cattle as well, so that's pretty good that you've got obviously skin in the game. Uh, what kind of bulls were you looking for today? Um, uh, red Brahmin, poly red Brahmins is what I like to buy, yep. and um, yeah, I, I've just been buying all sorts of cows over the last few years when it, when the drought's been on and it's been actually been really good because I've been able to test a lot of our theories and then and use our leak on our cows and been able to prove the product to myself in a lot of ways. Um, so it's, having your own cows is, has been very beneficial in teaching myself and learning along the way and um, yeah, it's yeah, but I like the red, the red Brahmins myself, and Poli is, I think, that's the way we've got to go in the future anyway. So did you buy all double P bulls today? No, they weren't all double P, but... Um, but I just, still, still heading that way? Yeah, way. heading that way. I just, um, I think it's, it's the way we've got to go. I think it's the way the industry has to go, so we'll start, start somewhere and so poles, poles one and then look at, look at the, um, the morphology and the fertility... And then from there, go to type. Um, is this the highlight of your year for shopping, or is there something else you like to go and buy out and about? I know you got a pretty nice truck last year or the year before, so what's had, your favourite thing to buy? We had a nice truck. Uh, it tipped on its side. Hopefully, we get it back. But uh, that's a bit of a disappointing sore subject. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyway. Talk about sticking your foot in yeah, there. Yeah, anyway, we're over it now. It took me a while to get over that. It's the first new thing I've ever bought in my life. But anyway. <laughs> it's not new anymore, but um, no, I, I, I was born on a on a sheep property, and and livestock is my is my thing. So yeah, I love very passionate about my cattle, and and to be honest, I've got some pretty ordinary cows, and I love coming here and buying good quality, what I believe is good quality bulls, and and um, it's amazing to see that that how quickly you can get genetic improvement by buying decent bulls and they're very appreciative to these vendors for making such a huge effort to come over here and supply the bulls and so I think it's important for me it's important that I buy a couple um, to support them for supporting us you know I think it's very hard to come across the WA border with with cattle as with um, BJD and they put a heck of a lot of effort into getting these bulls across to us and I think we yeah I, I really value supporting them because um, they're supporting us to improve our genetics. 
And last but not least, I sat down with Angie Stewart, also known as Stewie, one of the principal livestock agents at Northern Rural Supplies who put on the sale. Stewie's been a livestock agent in the Kimberley for over 20 years. And uh, you can actually hear a one-on-one episode with him on our other podcast, The Cattle Station Classroom, where he explains what a livestock agent actually does. But anyway, I sat down with him at the conclusion of the sale to get his thoughts on how it all went, including uh, discussing some of the hiccups they had trying to get the cattle into WA. How many bulls are at this year's sale, Stewie? Uh, We worked on 188, but then we had a few that injuries and whatnot coming over so i think we ended up with about 176 bulls in total so what will happen to those ones that weren't able to go through the sale oh look we've we've um, managed to sell some of them privately um, pre-sale and then the others were all stuck um in in different locations coming across so they've been sold um everything's got a home oh okay yeah (laughs) so once once they're deemed not fit to travel they leave that location they don't keep coming over that's right not fit to travel means they're just lame or they've been bluing and stuff like that so instead putting them on the truck and then pulling down other cattle so um yeah they just the boys pull them out before they come so and how many registered buyers did you have well record i think i think there's 30 34 registered buyers so it's the biggest registration we've had and biggest average and sale and all that stuff so it was fantastic yeah you had people from everywhere as far down south as geraldton queensland the northern territory where are some of the places people were from um yeah so uh, uh, Jin Jin uh, bought a bull. We got yeah, Northampton bought two bulls. Um, Reggie Teakle bought uh, two good bull, red bulls, Brahmin bulls to go back to his place. Um, and some drought masters and some um, grey Brahmins also went back to um, to Queensland because um, they were yeah such good buying. Um, and they wanted the genetics. So yeah, Stevie Farmer, who's one of the vendors, who bought his table his trailer and that over, he's actually got a full load of cattle to go back. Either dropping off in Northern Territory, Catherine, or or back um, back in Queensland. So. It's just wild to think that people from Queensland are buying bulls from WA that have come from Queensland. Yeah, those bulls will be a bit tired by the time they get <laughs> yeah. there. But look, they've all had a week here to chill out. Um, they've all get looked after at every stage. The cattle aren't on the truck for any more than ten hours. And you can see from the condition and, 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 and the cattle, even even now, like you can go up and pat every one of them, which is which is fantastic. Yeah, so. more often than not, the fella that was in the ring with them was, was giving them all scratches on the bums. Yeah, and the yeah, and, and that's all part of it. They're sort of used to it. They're used to getting handled, and everyone likes a good scratch. What was the average price in this sale? I knew you were going to ask me that. I think it was over 6000 6300 or something along those lines. And so. your top price? I think the top price was uh, twenty. 20 grand, I reckon, but I'd, again, I'm sorry, a bit dazed on all of this, but yeah, we've we had 14,000 a few times, and um, one vendor, um, it was the Grey Brahman top to sale, which is good, and um, he, I think he averaged um, over $11,000 for all his cattle, so it was a good, good team of cattle, and um, well deserved for the bar boot guys from. Um, from over in Queensland. Do you think the people at Gracemere need to be on alert now? <laughs> Definitely There's not. this sale out west coming no, up? Well, again, this has been the biggest sale in Western Australia for some time and, um, yeah, hopefully it can continue. It's, um, it's all about the support of the vendors, but it's more so the, the buyers. If they, they come over here and they don't make um, good money, then they won't come back. But I think everybody's pretty happy. So Now, there was a little bit of a hiccup. Um, and a curveball thrown this year, not just with COVID, but some changes with the import requirements for these cattle with BJD. Can you just run us through what happened, you oh, know, sort of broad strokes, or just what that no, meant, no, that's what fine. that yeah, meant for look, the vendors? It, yeah. it was a pain in the butt. It was, um, 
literally in June they decided to change the rules and and make it as of the first of July. So all that what it really meant was the vendors over there had to spend another five thousand dollars to get their cattle um, retested and um, and more tested. They had to do size and that as well to check for for the BJD um, strain, so to speak. So it's already the most heavily um, tested for. Um, sale in in Australia, I would think, in relation to what they have to go through to come over here. For some reason, the WA government decided to make it just that little bit harder, and um, hopefully, common sense prevails because if they continue to make it this hard, as I stated in my pre pre sale um, spin, that these vendors would cost them about another three to between three and five thousand dollars to retest or test additional cattle on top of what they have to test for. for I don't know, to make somebody feel warm and fuzzy, I'm not sure. So we need to get this right, otherwise these guys can't continue to bear all the costs of this. Otherwise, um, yeah, they just might say bugger it, they'll sell all their... You know, it, it'll, it's, it's got the effect for paddock bull sales as well. So if people are... You know, there's a lot of vendors in Queensland that refuse to go through the extra costs because they don't get the value out of their money. So if that's the case, then, you know, even buying paddock bulls in Queensland will be uh, will be difficult, so... This year's event was live stream. Is that the first time you guys have done this? No, we did a Zoom last year. I, I was in Perth. My wife she just had a bit of surgery last year, so we got to watch it. But it was just just for our, um, you know, the, the vendors and stuff like that. So um, we tried to do that again this year, and then it all got too hard, and the internet wasn't that good. So we, someone suggested doing it through book, uh, Facebook and stuff. So I think that's how it went through. And yeah, like the phone's been pinging flat out so it was a pretty good result i think so yeah, no, yeah. The, the sale gross was well it was over a million bucks which is what we've always wanted to achieve we got there a few years ago but we had nearly we had 220 odd bulls um, that time and we fell just a fraction short but you know not not only on top of that we've we've sold another three decks of paddock bulls to fill up the trucks so you've got you know 178 is is, is roughly um, around nine nine decks of bulls, and then we've sold these other paddock bulls, which is an additional um, private sale afterwards. So it's uh, yeah, look, it, it it all just works. It's all about fill the trucks, get cheaper freight rates, and make everybody happy. So the quality of the bulls was superb, um, which can be seen through the program with all their stats, or obviously just by eye. What do you say to people who say you know the territory's ten years behind Queensland and WA's twenty years behind Queensland? But I feel like we've got some pretty good genetics coming over here and we're not really that far behind at all. Well, yeah, I've nearly been here 20 years now and 20 years ago there was only a very handful selected stations that would buy bulls. Um, now that is so not the case. You've got um, Aboriginal stations that are investing heavily in genetics. You've also got a lot of people that, you know, can just know that they have to change. They're changing breeds and trying to... And I think you'll see that today with all the different uh, breeds and... The different people, you know, there was something here for everybody. So, no, the, the, the genetics are definitely getting better here, so much so that we're selling more cattle over east at the moment for restockers, whereas 10, 15, 20 years ago, really nobody wanted them unless they were really cheap. But, you know, we're selling, you know, cows, pregnant cows for $1,000, $1,200 broom, you know, and there's a big front. I mean, you know, these bulls have just come across 5,000 Ks or something. So there's a there's a lot of kilometres to, to, to be added. So, yeah, everyone's getting the bang for their buck. And how are you going to top this sale next year? Oh, uh, look, just got over this one. I'll worry about that <laughs> Too next soon? Year. Did I ask too soon? Way too soon. Way too soon. <laughs> Thanks for your time, Stewie. No worries. Thanks, Steph.
Ag Workforce specialises in recruiting for agricultural jobs including farm work, station work and agribusiness across Australia. View current jobs, advertise a position or register as a job seeker at agworkforce.com.au. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or leave us a review. It really helps other people find our podcast. You can find our website at centralstation.net.au where we have over 1,200 stories published from across Northern Australia. All of our podcast episodes, a tourism directory for visiting an outback cattle station and training and employment resources. We're on Facebook at Central Station, True Stories from Outback Australian Cattle Stations and we're on Instagram at centralstation.net.au and we're also on Twitter at centralstation6. To discuss this episode with other listeners, head on over to our Facebook group, Central Station Podcast.